recording live from last Sunday night. Uh, I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are the Robots versus Taxes program on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, man, this week's movie matchup is so apropos. Two of probably the most craziest movies that I've seen ever <laughs> in my it, life. Yeah, it's um, it's fantastic, fantastic. It's it's so good. <laughs> I, I I kind of I I was queasy the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask. Like, you know what's crazy? What? Um, is that um I. So I watched, I rewatched Reanimator. I haven't seen that movie since I was like, you know, 14, 15. <laughs> um, so I've forgotten a lot of it. Uh, most of those memories were kind of smoked away. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it, you know, I, I rewatched it and I was just like, oh my God, it's more visceral than I remember. And then I... Um, uh, Sabrina had cooked us a quiche, and I was uh, nonplussed, as it were. <laughs> I had to, I had to really like uh, rebuild myself. It was, it's a delicious quiche, um, <laughs> and. Uh, but I bet watching that movie, you almost reanimated it. Into yeah, the I, toilet. <laughs> I, I felt like every time I looked down into the quiche, I saw like that cat's face just be like. Aah! You know, <laughs> just reaching out for it. Like, <laughs> Kill me, Kill me again. <laughs> Don't bring me back. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man. Um, which uh, which movie would you like to dive into first? Um. Let let's start with let, let's start with Reanimator. Do you mind if I if I do the uh, synopsis of uh, of Go the movie it. that I chose? All right. Go for uh, it. <laughs> so we pitted these two movies uh, against each other, and um, uh, Ernesto, uh, dear listeners, Ernesto picked uh, Ricky O, the story of Ricky, um, starring Louis Fenn, uh, and I picked uh, Reanimator. Um, because it was just like, if you're going to go gory, let's go full gory. Uh, so I picked reanimator, reanimator starring Jeffrey Combs, uh, in a movie by Stuart Gordon. Um, he of from beyond fame. And I, if I could just interject real yeah. quick, Jeffrey Combs is a renowned, uh, Star Trek character actor as well. Oh, he's well, that's popped, right. <laughs> he's popped up in multiple series, played, like iconic roles within the franchises uh so when as soon as i saw him i was just like this guy so yeah <laughs> um i'm withholding judgment until after the show <laughs> <laughs> no 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 you know what he is I, I i actually have i remembered him not just from star trek um but also from a movie called the frighteners okay um with michael j fox Really fun movie, uh, but uh, yeah, Jeffrey Combs is in it, and he, dude, whatever role he throws himself into, he plays it for the cheap seats, right? He makes sure that you're just like <laughs> fucking. Is everybody getting it? Good, um, but uh, 
But yeah, uh, so the movie is about, Reanimator is about uh, Jeffrey Combs is a mad scientist uh, taking on a, um, he's taken a, uh, a, a pupil, a Padawan in the reanimating <laughs> business, as it were, uh, <laughs> by the name of Daniel Kane. Uh, and um, the two of them uh, decide to experiment on bodies, trying to bring them back to life uh, with the help of a reanimating agent. What's in the reanimating agent? Who knows? Who cares? It's green, you know? Um, <laughs> it's Mountain Dew. It's, Mountain Dew it's, it Mount, is. it's basically it's Mountain Dew. <laughs> do the do. Yeah, I know. That's why everybody who came back was like, extreme, you know? <laughs> so... Good lord, um, it's a fun, gory time, um, and the the effects work. Let's talk a little bit about the effects work in this movie because you can't. I mean, they kind of steal the show, but I mean, th- this movie, <laughs> this movie is just full of just peaks. It's just it peaks. Con- it it hits the ground running. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, I think, uh, <laughs> I mean, just from the first scene when we open up on a, a German university and uh, we see Dr. West, placed, played by Jeffrey Combs, uh, reanimating, I guess, one of his dead colleagues. His, his <laughs> professor, his mentor. His professor. I guess he was really trying to get that uh, grade change. Yeah, I know. Um, so <laughs> he was... You know, and uh, and into into the room in which he had animated, reanimated his uh, professor, uh, come to other colleagues of this dead professor, and obviously setting up the tone of the movie. It's just like, okay, this guy is out of his mind. He got kicked out of a German university for medical experiments, which is saying a lot. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it is. That, that's it's... my little World War Two joke right there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but shit. Uh... that went. <laughs> Right over my head, and then it hit me like a B fifty two bomber. Um, but god damn, uh, that is, yeah, that's that's apt. Um, so warning, uh, this this show is going to be full of spoilers on both movies. Um, so if you haven't seen Reanimator or <clears throat> or Ricky O, you know, what like what listen to the show and then watch the movies because we're going to be. Uh, we're going to be talking this up big time. So anyway. And, ple- and please get through your 1980s movie watch list already. You've yeah, got the time. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you've got the time in an iron stomach, this this is the show for you right now. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, the effects work, as soon as we come into the room, um, the... You know, uh, Jeffrey Combs has already reanimated uh, his professor, uh, Dr. Hans Gruber of Die Hard fame. I was just like, Hans Gruber? <laughs> I, I remember Hans Gruber. Sounded familiar. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, before we we kick things off with the eye explosions, right? How did you like that opening theme? Did you recognize that opening theme? Because I recognized I it right away. I did. The melody was really familiar, and I like. Yeah. I almost placed it. Where is it from? Dun it, dun it, dun it, dun it. You know, and I was just like, "Oh my god, it's fucking psycho! It's psycho!" 
Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was just like, yeah, there's something. But they added just enough of like a backbeat to it and they changed <laughs> the key so that no one would notice. I, uh, I kind of I love that. I love that. It has kind of has like a little bit of a punk rock spirit to it. Um, nice. Very nice. But yes, um Hans Gruber, Jeffrey Combs's professor. His oh, eyes man blow up (laughs) and then he dies again and then jeffrey combs playing dr herbert west um explains to the distraught germans who have come into the room they're just like you killed him and he's like no i gave him life you know (laughs) on the strength of that scene alone is what probably got this movie greenlit um (laughs) What did you think? Like, um, what were your thoughts immediately after after watching the movie itself? Not just, you know, you know. Oh. Actually, let me rephrase that. What did you think after watching that scene? After watching that scene, I was just like, I can tell that uh, Jeffrey Combs is in his element, and I'm going to enjoy the shit out of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. It it didn't it didn't hold back on the gore or the blood or the effects of the time but um like any movies in this genre it didn't take itself too seriously so uh it helped to keep me um focused in the film the entire time cuz there wasn't any point where it was just like okay we're trying we're trying to send a message here it was just like no 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 everything is just crazy and you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, if we fast forward a little bit to when uh, Dr. West finally makes his way to the States and he decides uh, he, he's met Dan for the for the first time. And apparently uh, Dan had a room to rent. Uh, and uh, who, who should find this listing but Dr. West? And he just sort of bulldozes his way into this uh, lease, if they even signed a lease. He was just like signatures. Who needs that? <laughs> it's Dr. Herbert West. You should respect the name. He, <laughs> he, he was just like, yeah, this is enough room. Uh, I think I'll take it. And poor Megan was just like, I don't know about this guy. It's like, he seems kind of shady. We should ask some questions. He looks kind of po- like a mad scientist. <laughs> just like, that's crazy talk. And then Dr. West pulls out a wad of cash like a drug dealer and just hands it over <laughs> over to, to Dr. West. He's just like, do we have a deal? And and uh, Dan is just like, uh, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm balling now, shit. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm about to start that pimp game, you know, throw some money in the air. Um so I was uh, I was really taken aback by um, by the fact that Jeffrey Combs really threw himself into this role, and he <laughs> it, every scene he was in, I was just like, I don't know what's better, Jeffrey Combs or the the effects work, um, because <laughs> man, the way he delivered some of those lines is amazing, like. Uh, you know immediately you know something's wrong when he's like do you have a basement can i use your basement i'm gonna need access to the basement it's gonna need to be spacious and they're like are you gonna be doing mad scientist things down there he's like no me perish the thoughts come on you know 
<laughs> he's like, no, I'll I'll be working out. Yes, that's it. I'll be working out <laughs> down there. So immediately, as soon as I, I, I don't even think a full day passed after he moved in. And the cat ends up dead. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> was like he spared no time killing that fucking cat. <laughs> And hey, the girl you know, immediately science to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Science, you know. Um, so the the girl immediately notices. But before that, before before that scene, actually, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the scene where he's at the doctor's office. Like he's in the class. He's already integrated himself in the school, right? Doctor Carl Hill. Doctor Carl Hill. Yes. I gotta admit that um, that scene triggered me a little bit because, uh, as somebody who's taught on the college level, uh, to have some little <laughs> bastard sit in my class, try and fucking uh, out Professor Me, you know, I was just like, man, you need to get the fuck out of here. But um, <laughs> I thought that doc, I thought that Doctor Hill handled it, you know. Uh, pretty pretty, yeah, well, pretty considering well, but uh, considering what happens to him later and what kind of a person he becomes. <laughs> that's true. That's true, though. You definitely got the feeling very early on in his first interaction with uh, Megan. I was just like, uh, I think this guy's uh, I don't think this guy respects. No, boundaries. he gets he's a close <laughs> talker. He's a Biden talker. He's just like, you know, oh, shit. Oh. He gets in close, keeps him talking. Um. To an uncomfortable degree. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but uh, fast forward to when uh, Dr. West kills a cat and uh, the cat is then discovered by Megan because, you know, she's going all around the house. And uh, he's it's just sitting in his fridge and he's just he tries to play it off all cool. He was just like, what? I it was dead when I found it. You know, I was just trying to keep it cool so I don't stink up the place, you know, and it was just like very smooth, smooth. Yeah, but but what was great was he was like, how was I supposed to let you know? Like on a post-it note, cat dead details later. And I was just like, that's hilarious. (laughs) This is fucking hilarious. (laughs) This guy has no humanity. I want whatsoever. a t-shirt and that says of that course, cat dead details later. <laughs> oh, that'd be that's uh yeah. That's a good idea actually. But uh so then Dan joins the conversation and he's just like <laughs> at first he turns to Meg, he's just like, What are you doing in his room? You know, this guy is like, you know, uh dropping Benjamins on me and then <laughs> she's just like the cat and he's just like, Whoa, 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 whoa. This is, you know, this might be a violation of your lease. And um, he essentially, with the oddity of Dr. West as portrayed through uh, Jeffrey Combs, he manages to play this situation off in a way that doesn't get him immediately kicked out. At least not Yeah, because he cooks up this story that's very detailed. And, and I was just like, this story sounds fake because... He was. He basically watched this cat. The way he describes it, he watched the cat die and did nothing to save it, because the way he describes it is like <laughs> the cat knocked over the trash, like a like a jar lodged itself on its head, and then it just suffocated to death. And then, 
<laughs> they're like, you know, I, I kept thinking to myself, my follow-up question, if I was in the room, was why didn't you take the jar off its head and save its life? And with, to which he probably would have responded, because science, you know. <laughs> He's like, that's garbage. I don't touch garbage. <laughs> I'm a scientist, but uh, so inevitably with a a dead cat carcass in the house, it's a prime opportunity for Dr. West to test his serum. And so the way we find out, Dan wakes up like, I guess in the middle of the night to these horrific cat screams echoing through the house. And he's just like, oh, what's that? She's like, uh. Uh, 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 Herbert, Herbert, which is yeah. Dr. West's first name. It's just like, are you, are you awake? He inevitably traces the sound down to the basement and finds the cat straddling Dr. West's back um, as he uh, scurries around the room trying to get it off of him. Oh, okay. um, and I got, and I got to hand it to Dan. Like the fact that his mind didn't shatter, <laughs> that this dead cat was now alive Could've again. Could have been a different like, cat. Could have been know, a different so he, cat. Like, he could have been like, oh, my God, sure. there was another sure. cat that just <laughs> snuck in here and attacked Dr. West. But still, uh, so I'm going to mention this. This is going to be a word that I feel like I'm going to be saying a lot in, during this show. Right. Charming. Because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> tell me you didn't see that cat effect and the way he was acting as like one of the most charming things you've ever like it's just like ah that's great everybody's making a movie <laughs> right <laughs> hey that's an actor who's dedicated to his craft He's throwing himself the literally <laughs> into his craft the doc uh, the the director said look this this we're going to velcro this cat onto your back <laughs> And you have to pretend that it is clawing at you and biting you. And all the movement is going to come from your movements. <laughs> and uh, he's just like, he he took a second to just get into character. And he was just yes. like, let's I, I, do it. I, I just assumed that he looked like he was just like, he closes his eyes and he puts his fingers in front of his face for like a split second, breathes in. He's like, I'm ready, you know, <laughs> then just goes for it. You know, like they call action and he's like, ah, you know, just spinning around. I bet they got it in one take. <laughs> it's it's just a puppet, you know, but it's cute. It's it's very it's it's a charming effort into into this whole thing. And then, you know, they do a lot of cool things with the sound. You can hear the cat scurrying around like the alien monster, <laughs> like a face hugger just in the dark. You work with what you got, you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and then, um, and then they manage to kill it, and then they bring, and then he brings it back again. <laughs> and then, he, what happens? He throws it up against the wall, and well, then it, it, it just explodes into meat chunks. <laughs> well, that's that's how they that's how they initially killed it. Um, when uh, Dan came down to the basement, at first they got it off of his back and it scurried around the room. And then finally, Dan, Dan the man, I'm going to call him for this scene. <laughs> he he shows us that apparently he had a history in Major League Baseball because he grabs this cat <laughs> and he just fastballs it like right into into the wall. You see like some of its brain left behind on the wall. It was 
I was just like, this this doctor has a cannon for yeah, an arm. He's just <laughs> fucking throwing ninety mile per hour cats. <laughs> just fuck Fios Ravens. It's just like fastball cats. <laughs> Um, so it hits the wall and explodes and then, uh, they hit, you know, Dr. Dr. West hits it with more reanimating agent and it comes back and he's like, don't expect it to tap dance. It doesn't have a spinal cord. <laughs> oh God. This guy or some been... shit like that. He says some one liner and I'm just like, oh my God, this is brilliant. <laughs> His bedside manner was amazing. <laughs> but uh, apparently after this, um, after this basement of horrors, they feel like they can approach the dean of the school with, with, with this discovery, with these experiments and the dean, who is um, uh, Megan Halsey's father, rightly so, is recoiled with horror. He's just like, you two get your shit and get the fuck out of this school. Like, also, what are you doing with my daughter? And he's like, well, where should I start? And he's like, get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. He's just like, your loan is rescinded, this, that, and the other. And Dan's like, oh, shit, I can't go to school. So it's just like, you know, Dan doesn't seem like he's on top of, you know, making the best decisions. He kind of goes from the hip and hopes it works out um, as per renting to Dr. West. Uh, So he discusses um, these events with uh, Dr. West. And, of course, being the titans of good decisions that they are, they're just like, you know what will really get us back into school? If we animate a human body. (laughs) Which I'm like, yes, because that's exactly the leap in logic you need to take when you want to get back in school. You need to reanimate a corpse and show the world that they're the ones that are wrong. (laughs) <laughs> and i'm like of course it's i mean like the answer is so simple like you know it's staring you right in the face the whole time like reanimating agent corpses i mean what else am i gonna do exactly yeah so they're not like not, not like gonna, gonna market a soda or anything but uh. <laughs> so they break into the uh the morgue at the at the uh at the college Yes. Um, and they're just like going through bodies, looking for freshness, you know, making <laughs> just really putting their hands. They're just like, eh, no, nah, too squishy, you know. Now they're not ripe enough. You know, this one's got a gunshot to the face in it. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this one's like a little crispy. And then finally, they're just like, oh, just a, this is, a, you know, has all the consistency of a plum, you know, and then they're just like, let's do it. Let's hit and it. With appara- the- <laughs> yeah. And apparently this corpse is a former professional wrestler as well. <laughs> Dude gets up and it's like fucking Kane from WWE. <laughs> just choke slamming motherfuckers everywhere. <laughs> It's like you get a choke slam and you get a choke slam. Everybody gets a choke slam. And then um Dean Halsey, I keep wanting to call him Dean Yeager because I I was just like 
for some reason, this movie reminded me a little bit of Ghostbusters, right? <laughs> That'd be a great crossover. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's the most grossest crossover. Reanimator versus, uh, versus the Ghostbusters. So good. Oh, God. It's a lot of explosions via proton pack. Uh, but yeah, so, so the, uh, the reanimated corpse knocks down a steel door, uh, to which Dean Halsey is like on the other side of it. So Mm -hmm. he crushes Dean Halsey, then is about to choke slam him. And then Dean Halsey is like, no, I'm not a big fan of the WWE (laughs) sticks his fingers in the, in the, in the reanimated dude's mouth. And the, the, the guy chews his fingers off in one of the most stomach turning like it just looks so like real and vis like there's something to be said about practical effects and getting a getting a a a real response right because um if it was cgi i mean i wouldn't be like you know i I wouldn't be half as impressed i'd be like oh it's like you know it's uh, they use cg and then uh, there's something about real blood, real like, like viscera, the way like it tear the the skin looks like it tears. Yeah. Uh, that just like I was like, oh god, <laughs> try not to puke. <laughs> Two things that I I really want us to to touch base on with regards to you know kind of like just wrapping up our our discussion on reanimator two big um uh set pieces that i love are the bone saw with the corp with the first uh the the choke slamming corpse yes (laughs) um which was like stomach turningly real looking i don't know how they did it but it just fucking like made me want to puke um <laughs> good lord um what did you think about that when you first saw <laughs> did it start did any of this turn your stomach or were you just like yeah okay i've seen i've seen I, worse. I, I just had to keep reminding myself that all of this is is fake you know just just keep reminding yourself this is movie magic um there was a point where they had walked into the morgue and I thought to myself, it must smell horrible in there. Just even though it's a morgue, it must still smell like formaldehyde and death, you know? Oh, really? You think so? I think like, don't they, don't they have like, uh, I don't see, I don't, I've, I've never set foot in a morgue. Have you? No, but have have you ever done animal dissections in high school or college? Oh yeah, damn. You know what? Yeah, I dissected a frog in high school. I've dissected a fetal pig and a cat. Um, oh, Jesus. It is it is it is it's one of those smells that you just don't forget. They obviously treat um uh, the cadavers in a way so that it stays preserved so you can dissect it and um, study it over the course of, of of about a week or two. But the smell is just, oh. You know what? Ugh. The less said about that, the better. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, but, uh, but yeah, oh, God. Now, now I can't stop thinking about that. <laughs> what? Uh, 
another thing where I was just like, oh, that's just charming, right? Is <laughs> whenever they cut to um, Professor Hill and he's holding his head and he, he he's obviously, you know, <laughs> hiding part of himself in a, in a dummy. Right. Um, oh, and, and here's, here's the other set piece that I wanted to talk to you. So when we initially come up on Dr. Hill, he's kidnapped uh um what's her name uh, i'm sorry um the dean's daughter you know dan's mm-hmm. girlfriend and uh he start he undresses her and then he starts just putting his oh. mouth on her like on her naked body <laughs> and uh it's <laughs> it's just like revolting from the fir- like from the first moment you know from Ward One, it's just like, oh God, just let this stop. <laughs> they they could not have paid that actress enough. No matter no matter what money she made back in nineteen eighty five when this was made, like it wasn't enough. <laughs> Pro- props to her, right? Props to her um, for being like such a good sport. Like, man, she's just like she's fully naked. She's fully nude. And this disembodied head is about to go down on her. Like he's going. Oh my God. He's going between her legs. Like Conolingus is about, that achievement is about to be unlocked. Like on the Unyield PlayStation. So, but before that, you know, Dr. West is just like, ah, such, such, such uh, adolescent trysts. Like, (laughs) or beneath you, doctor. His head his head game was about to be insane. Like it was like if you don't have a body attached to your head, the tricks that you could do. You the could head just game was about to be more than bananas. <laughs> it was about to reach Mountain Dew levels of extreme. You could spin your head like a fucking pinwheel while you're down there, like whoop, whoop, whoop. You know, just <laughs> just fucking crazy oh man <laughs> oh yeah that's fucking awesome <laughs> oh why do we think of shit like this because oh. it needs thinking <laughs> <laughs> oh god so, wow so yeah that almost happens um you know, uh, she dies in a melee. Um, and then finally, you know, uh, Dr. <laughs> West, for some reason, at, to defeat Dr. Hill, he injects his body with twice the amount of reanimating agent, which causes his body to basically Cronenberg itself. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it, just, it just gave... <clears throat> Well, I mean, first of all, when Dr. West was going at uh, Dr. Hill, he was just like, you know, a, the- a theory, something along the lines of the theory that I've been uh, thinking about or something like that. He was just like, overdose. And he just gave him like two needles and right in the lungs. And apparently this turned Dr. Hill into the thing where his body <laughs> could just do it could Any- just do anything. <laughs> Every part of him just mutated. Yeah. Which is weird because his head was already crushed, right? Um, right. Oh yeah, the head was the head was uh, crushed by um, uh, um, 
was Hal- it Halsey? Uh, Halsey? Yeah. Halsey, yeah. yeah. So Halsey crushed um, his head, yeah. Um, and apparently that had like a phantom menace effect on the rest of the corpses because their eyes started to bleed at the same time. So we we don't know what the <laughs> physics of, of this serum <laughs> where the host is affected and all the followers, yeah, you know, know. So, you know. You blow up the control station and you know. then the rest of the soldiers yeah. go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have been a little more contemporary. More like a Chitari effect, oh, Chitari. you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> for our younger listeners that's right all you fans of avengers are really in for a treat <laughs> there is nothing there is no amount of um commentary that we could add that could adequately convey to our dear <laughs> listeners the the banana shit that this movie is like do yourself a favor get get yourself a, a nice stiff drink or you know take a toke of something that you know hits you just right and watch this film because it is not going it is not going to let you down um because it doesn't care about your expectations let's put it no, that way it doesn't <laughs> it's just like fuck what you think you know about death and the and the dead <laughs> We're about to hit you with fucking green juice, you know, <laughs> predator blood right to the neck. <laughs> That's Fuck exactly sick. what it was, man. <laughs> this this was like the um, I, I think that the uh, the reanimator serum is probably the Chinese knockoff of the super soldier serum. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just like we're just not getting it right, we 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 we, we got to keep on. It's just like now it's a lost cause. <laughs> but um, add more, add more, you know, uh, litchi nut gummy candies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, jumping over, jumping over into another film that I gotta say holds its goddamn own in this matchup, um, Ricky O, the story of Ricky. Okay is just uh, kung fu movie slash gore schlockiness excellence. Um, How best to describe? I mean, do you want me to do you want to describe it? Do you want me to describe it? I'll I'll give a a brief synopsis. Okay, Uh, sure, sure. But then I think we got to dig into some of the details. Okay, Uh, cool, cool. Yeah, the uh, the protagonist of the film, uh, Ricky, um, he is, uh, unbeknownst to us, uh, being processed into a prison along with several other inmates. And instantly we can tell that, you know, he's the baddest motherfucker on this side of the, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, the Mason Dixon line. I don't know. It, it yeah, dude, doesn't even the, take place in America. When we first see him, I just want to interject. He, I have never seen a a bigger set of hands on a dude. <laughs> this dude's arms and ha- his hands are fucking huge. Um, so every time he punched somebody, I was like, "It's real. It's real. That dude is <laughs> actually dead." Um, I'm sorry, but continue, continue. No, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So um, he's processed into a prison, uh, but apparently he, even though he's the baddest mofo ever, he has a heart of gold. 
and he has to contend against a corrupt uh, criminal justice system, which I know it's a stretch of fiction, but uh, <laughs> oh, uh, stay with us here. Yeah. Um, as he uncovers plot after plot against his fellow inmates, um, as well as contending with uh, a, uh, a gang of four bosses within this prison. Yeah. And trying to navigate and keep himself alive while some of his compatriots meet very uh, brutal ends. But he dishes it out as well. I mean, yes. from the very from the very beginning, uh, when uh, they're processing some of uh, these inmates, including Ricky, uh, he goes through a metal detector and he beeps. And, you know, the guards are instantly like, oh, he must be armed. And they find out quickly uh, by scanning him because... Apparently, they have advanced uh, metal detection systems in this prison. They see that there are about five metal uh, shards in his chest. And uh, the main pro- the main processor there, he's, he's just like, why didn't you have the bullets uh, surgically removed? And he says, because I wanted to keep them as souvenirs. And I was just like, this motherfucker, first of all, um, he puts Tony Stark to shame because uh, yes, uh, yeah. he, do, he doesn't even have a fucking uh, arc he reactor. Doesn't have a, he doesn't need sh- a fucking arc reactor. He's just like, I just tell them to stay where the fuck they are. <laughs> and they don't move. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's not like, you know, uh, he doesn't need a, 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 you know, bullet scars, <laughs> bullet scars. <laughs> Who needs those? Um <laughs> He heals like fucking Logan. Uh, <laughs> this movie, I was like, is this based on an anime? This has an early anime, an early anime feel to it. And then I was just like, oh, it's it's got, it's based on a manga. So I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense, because because uh, dude, it is just balls to the wall, crazy characters. Um, he has to fight uh, four four underbosses. To yes. get to the to get to the to get to Kim Jong Un, um, yeah. <laughs> who who works for uh, basically the the evil guy who is trying to steal Willy Wonka's secrets, who Pretty is uh, yeah, who is the, the 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 owner of the prison, the prison warden, right? Did you notice that there was a great deal of synchronized urination in this film, like? Like from the very beginning, we saw four guys um, kind of uh, witnessing some sort of uh, prison gang violence. And they're in the bathroom and they're just like, oh, you know, we better not mess with him. And all four of them turn around and start using individual urinals right next to each other at the exact same time. Did you pick (laughs) up on that? It was just one of those weird things. (laughs) It's all right. So this movie has a few things where I'm just like. Okay, interesting, right? Uh, which is a synchronized urination, synchronized urination, um, uh, odd compliments, and <laughs> surprisingly tender moments. And I'm just like, huh? Okay, all right, interesting, weird choice. But this whole movie is that way, right? There's not enough flute playing in this movie. Um, 
and you know what? The movie goes, you demanded it, you got it. <laughs> and there is a surprising amount of flute playing in this movie from Ricky, uh, who, um, you know, who, who teaches a fellow inmate who had his tongue brutally removed uh, to a devastating effect to, to play the flute. And they bond, you know, and then in the next scene, he gets, the inmate gets all the skin taken off. <laughs> Just all the skin on his face ripped off. And then we, we find out immediately afterward that they skinned the rest of his body. Like they don't do, they don't do subtle in this prison. No, at no, no. All. Like, subtlety, subtlety comes in the form of Ricky and his, his girlfriend Ying's relationship. Um, where he's where they're playing with, with remote control planes, and he's just wearing the most darling like yellow shirt, yellow polo shirt, white sweater over it. It it's just it feels so out of place, and yet I'm just like enthralled by every shred of celluloid that was made in the making of this movie. I mean, they had to establish uh, Ricky's motivation, and we could tell from that scene um, how they were so unbelievably in love with each other. Yes, uh, by playing with remote control uh, aerial toys, but <laughs> it's a euphemism for sex. <laughs> oh, I see. I you see, I missed that part. This was that scene was too highbrow for me. So. But can can we talk about like the the assistant warden and how this guy didn't give a fuck? Like no. he, Mr. Hook o- hand, Kim Jong Hook hands, Kim Jong Hook hands. I love that. I love that's his that's his name now. You go into his office and it's lined with nothing but porn, just wall to. I'm not even, dear listeners. I'm not even kidding. It's just those giant boxes of porn that porn used to come in back in the day before the days of the internet it's just that and he has multiple screens so he's watching multiple porns at the same yeah. time I'm, I'm i'm imagining he's watching it the way uh marty mcfly's son watches tv when he gets home in the year 2015 right <laughs> yes. he's like i want to see the weather channel i want to see you know the chaos channel i want to see this and that he's like and you know what's hilarious is that he, whenever they cut to a close-up, you really see the the porn. Yes. In the, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? It looks like porn, but, you know, maybe they blur it out. No, no, there is. There is, like, you see it all. Just hairy, hairy pussy. Just asses spread. It is. It is a, a jaw dropping, jaw droppingly graphic, and yet it's played for laughs. It's just, it's not even. It's it's background. It's just dressing. It's just set and dressing. They never, and they never reference it. No, that's the no. amazing part. He's never just like, ha, leave me alone so I can relax and watch my porn. You know, he's just like, <laughs> I have to learn how to use like, my other uh, hand. <laughs> It's just like what? This is just my office. Like you should see the warden's office. Like, yeah, I know. Right? He has a sex swing in there. Like <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> I imagine he pops mints out of his fucking eye, which he does in the movie. He, he fucking <laughs> pops mints and just watches some porn, gets himself all minty, 
like juiced up. <laughs> oh God. And they Good and they Lord. really tried to drive they really try to drive home how hardcore he is because while he was eating his giant meal when we're introduced to this character, he's drinking water out of a glass that's also washing his glass eye in it. Oh I And then he what? pulls the eye out of the glass and then pu- puts it in his head like so are you alright? <laughs> You know, I. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) Keep it together. Keep it together. Keep it together. Keep it together. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's let's, let's move on. Let's skip ahead. Let's also talk about uh, a few things. The effects in this movie are range from. I mean, you could tell they're fake. But they're so juicy and visceral that it makes your stomach turn while also at the same time being hilarious. Because at one point, Ricky fights a dude. And I know you know who I'm talking about. Mr. Mullet. Like, uh, you know, um, he was he towered over him. You know, the big oh, guy yeah. with the mullet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's one of the gang of four. Yeah. Oh, um, the, ba- the big bear guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the big bear guy. Um, and he punches, he uppercuts that dude <laughs> through the mouth. <laughs> and it comes out of, it goes un, in under his chin, but through his mouth. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just saw that. <laughs> That's fucking amazing, right? <laughs> why would you fuck with why would you fuck with somebody who could do that? <laughs> and then he blows up his arm. Like that guy throws a punch. Ricky also throws a punch, but his fist goes right through his that dude's fist. And yes. it just turns into a mountain of gore. It's it just, just turns into a gory stump. Oh God, man! It's like I'm really, I'm really fighting. <laughs> I'm really it. fighting this urge to go to the to to like be like, Ugh, you know. It's Ricky seems like he was the the progenitor of One Punch Man because yes, if if that if that fist touches you, it just it ends whatever on the other end of it. Like it, it it's. <laughs> It was absolutely insane. But I got to say, there's one scene which I love, but I'm also ashamed that I love it. Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me. This movie probably has the most hilarious suicide that I have ever seen in any movie. It was Ricky's girlfriend. Ricky has a flashback uh, to a local local gang lord who somehow uh, tries to... Uh, kidnap uh, Ricky's girlfriend. She stumbles upon a drug den. People shooting up heroin. Right, right. Just in a in a public park. <laughs> and they try to they try to abduct her, and she manages to get away, but realizes that you know she's so traumatized by the experience, by what would what was potentially about to happen to her, that she runs away. She somehow ends up on a roof without breaking stride, runs off the roof and goes face first 
she to the there wasn't a single moment of hesitation <laughs> in her it was like watching Spider-Man. It was like like, like watching Tobey Maguire jump off that roof for the first time. It was just like <laughs> she just gunned it, and I was like, I could I couldn't. You know this this whole movie is full of holy shit moments. That might have been the one where I not only went like holy shit, but I got up and I was just put my hand on my face because I couldn't believe that happened. I literally yelled out. What? Why? Like you see her body, it's a dummy. But the way she hits that floor, good lord! She was holy she, fuck. She was just. She was so dead. She was just. Yes, yeah, she was. God did not want her to live. <laughs> I, I can't get. I can't get it out of my head. Like I need that. I need that as like a gif. You know, just, just to that, that corpse just, hitting the bed, just it bounces and then it moves a few feet over, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I just saw that!" Like, I need to reply to comments with that gif from now on. <laughs> like, I just, I need it. But um, it all culminates with uh, the final showdown with him and the uttermost warden uh, of this prison complex, who unbeknownst to us has has also taking the rea- has also taken the reanimator uh, serum because he mutates literally mutates into a monster during their final fight <laughs> yes that's like eight feet tall um and wow. of of course the only you know the only way to kill a monster of that magnitude that's right you throw him into a giant food processor to grind him up into. You're right there, buddy. You're <laughs> into continue, <laughs> continue <laughs> with the goddamn show. <laughs> into a giant food processor that grinds him into um, uh, basically uh, sloppy joes, and <laughs> so that only his head is left, and then he comes out into the courtyard. And shows it to the rest of the, you know, authority figures in the prison who are utterly useless. I don't know how they keep any sort of order in this prison. And he sh- and he shows them and he's like, look, the warden's dead. So now we're all free. And Ricky proceeds to punch down a 10 foot concrete wall with one punch and walks the fuck out. He could have done this at any time in the movie, by the way, but he didn't. He waited until no. the end after several people died, and he's just like, now we're all free and seen. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I don't know how to best to – I don't even know how to approach this. I'm like – I'm almost – I you know what? I'm at a loss for words. Um <laughs> All right, let me talk a little bit about the effect of the warden turning into a monster. You it's it's also charming because you can clearly see it's a guy in a suit. Um because the his mouth when he speaks, you could see the actor inside the mask talk so it, it has this kind of uh canon films uh Skeletor from Masters of the Universe vibe where the effect is just like Aw, you tried your best. 
But at the same time, when he when Ricky starts punching this monster's muscles off, <laughs> um, that's when I was just like, oh, 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 God. You know, I'm <laughs> trying to, you know, stealing my stomach because I was charmed by the mask, but then the punching started and I couldn't believe how much I wanted to gag. <laughs> <laughs> also the wire work in this movie is also it's like you guys did it you guys <laughs> went out you made a movie with wires admirable right you could still see them but who cares right you, you the movie's it. great but what do you think do you think that um ricky and Dr. West could change places in these films and survive in each other's respective worlds. Um yeah actually yes, yes. I think they could both uh You know what? I think it, uh, Dr. West could go into Ricky's world and do very well, right? Very well. <laughs> and um and I think Ricky would go into Dr. West's world and I, I, I think he would be regarded as a monster because that mo- that <laughs> world is very, they still play it kind of by r- real rules. So Ricky would approach, do- like as soon as Dr. Hill would be like, you know, uh, Ricky, oh, I suggest you get a pen. Ricky would... Launch the pen <laughs> into his neck and then punch his body into a million pieces. <laughs> so I think Ricky would uh, would it would be an odd fit for Ricky. Um, but uh, oh shit, good lord! I, if they I were be- pit against each other, if they were pit against each other, who do you think? Because I, I, I just want to tell you right now, hands down, Ricky would d- destroy Dr. West and any reanimated corpses that would come his way. Sure. No, I, I absolutely agree with that. But the thing that dawned on, on me was that if they were to switch places and occupy each other's worlds, they would both ultimately become gods. Yes. Uh, in each world, like Ricky would walk into the reanimator reality and would be completely unstoppable. And Dr. Dr. West would become the uh, Dr. Moreau of that universe and just create monster after monster (laughs) of, of unkillable Kung Fu creature. Can you imagine? (laughs) Oh my God. He would bring back, um, he would bring back those four lieutenants and just clean house. <laughs> um, like, I can't imagine. You, you're absolutely right. It would become an undead wonderland, right? <laughs> um, we could keep going on these films, but it, we really wouldn't do them uh, enough justice. But yeah. um, I'm editing this week, right? Yes, you are. Okay, all right. Yeah, so <laughs> just checking. <laughs> you, you, you do what you got to do. Gotcha. Um, but, dear listeners, thanks for uh, listening in. Be sure to catch us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as iTunes for all our past episodes. Um, 
as well as uh, every Monday at noon. Obviously, you would know if you followed us this far. And uh, folks, we are going to be super happy to bring you our 150th episode next week. So be sure to tune in because I think we've got something special for you. We're going to bring the heat, man. So get ready. Get ready to be punched into oblivion. (laughs) Um, So from both of us here, I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are the Robots versus Taxes program. On Radio Free Brooklyn. While you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the week. Go to town and marry by Uncle John. He claimed he has a misery, but he's having a lot of fun. Oh, baby. in the